Hello, friends, and welcome back. And we hope you slide into this podcast like a broke-in pair of old Chuck Taylors. I am here with two old Chuck Taylors, <laughs> Wendell Van Valen. I'm high top. You like the high tops? Yeah, man, they support your ankles. I'm more of a low top guy myself. And Wayne Hunter. Wayne, what do you got, like high high tops or low tops? Well, you know, back in the day, only the uh, the elite could afford Chuck Taylors. You know, we are old. This is back when they came out. You know, most of us were wearing the Kmart version, mm-hmm. not the Chuck Taylors, but... Uh, uh, I like the high tops. Yeah, that was the epitome of class. Well, you, you get that nice seal on the side, right? Circle seal. Yep. It looks good. Protects your ankle. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess. I live guess and I'll, learn, JB. Live <laughs> and learn. Live and learn. What when you say? Yeah. I'll proudly be in the uh, minority opinion here. Yeah, you need that ankle support, man. Yeah. That solid <laughs> That's canvas. Right. <laughs> Thirty second of an inch canvas. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, we we ended up last week talking. Uh, Megan helped us with this brilliant insight into grace as a current, like a river, and us as uh, maybe a stone that falls into the river or is thrown into the river. And as the current works with it, it changes its shape, works off the rough edges and smooths it down and uh, makes us different. And so we kind of wanted to pick up on that idea of, of how grace is not just something that— um, that we, and we've talked about not being a commodity, so it's not something we offer to somebody else, but it is this experience of life that we um, participate in. And so it, it has power and implications and effects on us as much as, as anybody else. Uh, and so when I'm in, a per, in, an, in an encounter or conversation and I look for the opportunity to be present to them and to be authentic uh, and in that way experience for them to experience grace, I'm also experiencing it myself, and it's changing who I am. and makes me uh, more a part of grace, I think, in some ways. Some kind of inanimate force. It's water. It's really not. It's, it's a, it is a force. It is energy, and it's much bigger than us. But it is the, the mind and the heart of God is behind it. You know, it's, yeah. So it's not just arbitrarily rolling us down over the sandbars and over the, you know. Right. The solid rock or whatever um but but i don't know that it's i have a hard time thinking it's calculated that god sits up there and say okay next we're gonna yeah know. right but I, I think it's more of a spontaneous thoughtful relationship where when we're ready that rough edge gets worn off yeah and when we're ready that rough edge gets worn off and and uh it's so, kind of like God just being Himself with us. It's not yeah. that He has an agenda, yeah. but it just as He is who He is, and and as we begin to dare to be who we are, yeah. those kinds of things happen. And I th- it might be helpful to me. It's helpful sometime is to unpack the alternative, which was the old way of life that said, "No, if you're going to get rid of the rough edges, you need to have a discipline of prayer and." scripture reading and you name right, it fasting right. yeah all this stuff and and and, and the rough edges are, are kind of up to you. Mm-hmm. you you need to take care of those and i, I mean jb's younger than us but we're in our 60s it, it never worked right <laughs> it just it hurt yeah 
but the rough edges were you, still there. You were painfully aware of your rough edges, <laughs> yeah. but that was about it. It didn't yeah. get rid of them. Right. Yeah. But but it, it it's it's diving in and letting this force, not inanimate force, but this divine, thoughtful, sensitive force do its thing and then you wake up and look in the mirror and say, That rough edge is gone. Yeah. When did it leave? I don't know, but it's gone. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be, I'm going to try to take this very Remember long story. Remember this guy wears low cuts, so just remember <laughs> this. I'm going to try to take a long story and truncate it down. Um, behind my house growing up was a ditch, and I'm sure there was filthy, nasty water in the ditch, but that's where we played. We played in the ditch. Mm-hmm. It was, um, you know, where we went to uh, hang out and talk, and one of the things that we would do a lot of the time is we would have races so like we would um like boat races mm. like you know the boat that um falls into the sewer at the beginning of it <laughs> it was not like that but those are the type of boats that we would that we would make and so as i think of uh as i think of grace as a river as a city boy i think of more like the ditch behind my house um that would run very fast when it rained and we would have boat races, and very frequently, uh, the boats would get caught on the junk right in uh, yeah. in the yeah. in the ditch, right? Like to be sticks and dirt and rocks right. and debris, and so um, we would have to intervene. So like we were racing, so our goal was you know um, to win the race, and so like when we got hung up on the rocks, we would quickly grab our boat and 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 drop it where the like the middle. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, as I'm thinking about grace as a current, I'm thinking about that boat. I'm thinking about the things that get me hung up, uh, as as the cur- the current's still going, but right. but if I'm hung up on uh, right. sticks or rocks or like my debris or somebody else's debris, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's not that grace has stopped flowing. Right, grace is still flowing, and That's in some good. cases, like it's still it's still pushing the boat, right. and yet. Yeah. Um, m- my boat or like my heart, whatever my life, um, is is hung up. It's not that grace has disappeared. Right. It's not that the current's not yeah. flowing. Yeah. It's just that that's for good. whatever reason I've I've gotten right. hung up. So yeah. that's that's the image I keep coming back right. to. I like that, and and I think there's you know if we remind ourselves that our faith is in is in the current, not in whether I'm hung up or not. It's not the. My faith is not in the fact that I'm moving along on the current, but my faith is in the current itself. That uh, you know, it it will it is at work in me. But whether you know, we, I think we get hung up on the idea of am I changing or am I catching the current, and we become anxious and stressed about whether I'm doing it right or not, instead of relaxing the fact that yeah, the current is always running, it's always going. Uh, sometimes I'm in it, sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I get caught on the side, but that doesn't change the nature of grace that is always relentlessly at work uh, and present in our lives. My ability to float on it or to be to get the rough edges knocked down on it doesn't uh, doesn't measure or isn't the best indication of its reality necessarily. And the fact of the matter is, is as long as you left your boat into the ditch. The current was having some effect on it. Right, yeah. right. If you took it out, eh, not yeah. so much. But the f- you left it in the current. 
right whether it was hung up behind a stick or not and um on the there again you're talking about flowing water which is inanimate but i don't, I don't know maybe a month or two ago wayne you said something about god really believes in grace and so take away the inanimate uh, idea of water and just say god keeps sending the grace because he believes right. he knows yeah Abs- he's absolutely confident that that grace is going to do what it's going to do right it's it's going to be a good thing yeah and yeah. so he just you would if grace is a commodity he would say okay they're at a stuck place right now we'll hold back we won't waste it right but it's it's just there's no end to it so it's like no it's still full force it's still flowing right because i believe in it right so it just keeps yeah. on going yeah it's I think that we spend too much time thinking about getting hung up on sticks and not enough time thinking of it from God's point of view. He is not frantic. I mean, I don't know what you did when your boat got hung up behind a stick, but in a sense you played God. Oh, we got to get it out there. Mm -hmm. I'm not so sure God jumps in there and, oh, we need to get that boat out from behind a stick. Obviously not. Right. No. But he just says, no, I have complete confidence in, I'm not going to run out of grace. Right. You know, yeah, and and they're not taking their boat out of the water, so we're all good. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. God is not prone to panic. I don't think. No, that that's just really. <laughs> yeah. Get that picture. Yeah, a panicked God. Yeah. Okay, what's that look like? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so often, particularly with my youth, I hear something like something to the effect of, "Well, if I'm not perfect, or if I'm not doing it right." then God can't move. And so mm. I have to get right. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. The, I have to, the language of I have to get right before <laughs> God can do something. That's not, yeah. that's not just youth. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, so to your point there about, um, you know, when you get hung up, God's not panicking. God's not t- immediately taking the boat out. Or moving it or whatever. How have you got past that idea of you have to get right? Or how do you help others get past that? In in my own case, I worked at it and worked at it and micromanaged it for years until just utter fatigue set in. And, and then I just had to quit. And I got pretty pissed at God because I wasn't improving. So I told him so. In pretty graphic terms. Wasn't improving as in like you weren't memorizing scripture well no, enough? Or? No, my attitude still sucked. Hmm. And my emotions were still way out of whack. And my habits and addictions were crazy. And and uh, so I, I just got worn out. I, I just literally ran out of gas. And then I got angry. And then he, he, he basically, not audibly, but basically, it's okay, so you're good for me taking it from here and it was like yeah i believe so and i just gave up and yeah. and i was good with my my flaws i i yeah. don't yeah i think for me it was it was that getting to that point just uh, figuring out you know this ain't this not gonna happen i'm not gonna get right i'm not gonna get to the place where i need to be for god to do something so i just give up on that but what if God loves me right now, mm-hmm. right here. Mm-hmm. What if, what if, uh, if it's not about me getting 
better or even measuring myself, but it's simply about being loved and being part of whatever God's doing. Uh, and, and so for me, it was this, you know, this presumption that God loves me just like I am and that the goal is not to make me better, obviously, because that's not happening. But rather, maybe what God is doing is inviting me to be part of what he's doing in the world, to share his life and to participate in grace, uh, whatever that looks like. And it's not going to look like what I expect it to. That is not going to look like getting fixed. It's not going to look like getting better. It's going to look like uh, life. It's going to, uh, and I didn't know that till I started experiencing it. And then one day I realized, hey, this feels, these moments when I'm in conversations with people and I recognize God in them and in that moment, that's what I was made for. I wasn't made to get my devotional life right or my attitudes fixed or my habits uh, cleaned up. I was made for these moments when God is present between me and somebody else, and I recognize it. That's that's what it means to have life, I, I think, because it matches up with what Scripture says. I think, I mean, we're getting close to our, the closing of this particular podcast, but I think it's important to 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 note that there is a momentum to this. Yeah, that absolutely. you you start out slow, and it seems awkward, and it seems it's disorienting. It's 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 very disorienting. But the the faster it, the more it goes, the faster it goes, and it's it's almost like it's not like you have to reprogram your mind and heart. It's like there's a lot of stuff that has to be just deleted out of your mind right. and heart. And, and, and so the, the self-critique, the critique of others, the keeping score, the rating yourself, the rating somebody else, how are they doing, that slowly just gets deleted. Right. And then the more that gets deleted, then the more your heart and your mind can comprehend what's really going on, which is, hey— I'm caught in the grip of grace, and there's grace going on everywhere. And it always has been. I just wasn't seeing it because I was so attentive to these other things. Yeah, right. That's true. We've bounced around a lot of metaphors, but Wendell, I heard you on Sunday say uh, you talked about grace as an operating system. A software in a computer. <laughs> I'm going to softball that to you. Wendell as our computer genius yeah, here. That's me. that's me. My computer has a little crank on the side. You have to wind it up. And every once in a while, the rubber band breaks. Um, no, it's just, it's just the, I think it's the idea that, that we load ourselves up with um, all kinds of judicial thinking. We're, 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 I mean, we're rewarded for being critical thinkers. Not critical, even in a negative way, but critiquing everything, figuring it out, analyzing it so that we can use it pragmatically to our good. And, and it, it's, it's kind of, that's essential, I guess, in some everyday living. But it was, in my case, it was blocking my abil- ability to see beauty and appreciate beauty and appreciate the beauty of Jesus in everybody the kingdom of heaven is in you. I want to see it. I can't do that looking through eyes that critique and judge. Hmm. I look at it through curious eyes. They're looking for beauty. And so, right. you know, 
one has to be deleted and replaced with the other. I don't think you you tweak your the way you critique. You just kind of say, no, I don't want to do that anymore. Right. That's good. That yeah. is good. Yeah. We're really grateful that you have been a part of this episode of On Grace. If you live in Bowling Green or find yourself in Bowling Green, Kentucky, you can find Wendell, Wayne, and I at Broadway United Methodist Church in Bowling Green, Kentucky.